with the Shabbos Parshas um, Parshas Pinchas um, starting Chazara from the towards the bottom of Nun on the base um, the two dots six lines up Omar Rabbi Yehuda says Rabbi Yehuda Shokach if a person forgot to hit me say to say and he puts food into his mouth below Barakha without making a bracha beforehand the Sal comes out therefore he should move the food to one side of his mouth and Mavarech and make the bracha Tanya Chav we've learned from one bride to of he should just swallow them he should just swallow the food the Tanya Yudah from Lantan and other brides are Peloton, he should spit out the food. The Tanya Yudah from Lantan, yet a third bride, the Mithalcon, he should put them to one side of his mouth and make the brothel. So the Gemara, like Kasha, there's no contradiction here. Hold the Tanya Yudah on, the bride which teaches he should swallow them, the Nashkin is talking about drink. We saw three Shetas, four Shetas even, in what that means. We've got the Shetas of the Rabbeinu Hanana who says once you put the drink into your mouth you can't spit it out now because um, if you spit it out you won't be able to drink it again and even if you could put it to the side of your mouth it's no longer called drink it's not roidish tea off anyone else so you may as well just drink it without the brothel we then got the shift of Rashi Rashi who says that uh, because you've got no choice in that if you spit it out you're not going to be able to drink it again and it seems you're desperate for this drink you've got no other drink um, so therefore, drink the, swallow it, and um, you can't make the bracha afterwards. But implying that if one could put it to the side of his mouth, that's what he should do. Put it to the side of his mouth and make a bracha. We then got the shift of the Rosh. The Rosh says, since he realized his mistake before swallowing it, he can swallow it and then make the bracha, and that's still considered a little bit over the afterwards, and since he realized before, he really wanted to make the bracha before he swallows the drink. Then there is a shift of the rivet quoted by the Rosh, but uh, we saw there's a bit of a contradiction in what the rivet actually says, but there is a shift of the rivet quoted by the Rosh, which we definitely do not pass in like, and that is that you can make the bracha even afterwards, even if you didn't realize your mistake till uh, after you already swallowed the drink. La halacha we pass in like Rashi, the Ainu that uh, if a person puts drink into his mouth, uh, if that's the only drink he's got, therefore he's desperate for this drink, then the halacha is, if he can put it to the side of his mouth and make the bracha, he should do so. If he can't put it to the side of his mouth and make the bracha, he should swallow it. And um, what more can he do? He can't make the bracha afterwards. But if he has got more drink, then it's better to spit it out, make the bracha on the other drink, and, um, and then uh, drink it. Continues to come The hot time, that which we learned in the Bible, of Peloton, he should spit them out. The midi is talking about food that will not become repulsive if he spits it out. So you can spit it out, make the bracha, and then eat it again. But half the time in the bride which teaches Mithalcon that he should move it to the side of his mouth, the midi the mimics is something which will become repulsive if he spits it out, and he won't be able to eat it again. So therefore, since it's solid food, he can move it to the side of his mouth, and he can make the bracha. Top of Nunada Pomodad. The midi the mimics, Nami, also more of a something which is not repulsive as well, Lithalkin is not there for. Why does he have to spit it out? Just because it won't become repulsive. Why can't he move it to the side of his mouth and make the bracha? But they have made the bracha. Answer the Gemara, say Gemara, Rabbi Yitzchak Kaskasar, Kameh the Rabbi Yitzchak Barovin, Rabbi Yitzchak Kaskasar, he answered, he translated the Psalms of Rabbi Yitzchak Barovin, the Shmei the Rabbi Yitzchak, and the name of Rabbi Yitzchak. The Shum Shanem, because it says in the Psalms, he made the Psalms of Rabbi that my mouth will be filled with your praise. In other words, your mouth should be empty of any food, it should be completely empty and just to fill your mouth with the praise of Hashem. Therefore, you shouldn't have any food in your mouth when you make a brothel. Yes, if the food is going to become repulsive by spitting it out, then you've got no choice in the matter to put the food to the side of your mouth to make the brothel. But if you can take it out before making the brothel, that is the preferred, um, that is the preferred choice.
One halacha which the Mishnah Bura mentions, he says, Tefo Eshkel says um, that Yimari Fitil Asecha, another aspect of Yimari Fitil Asecha is that a person should, that a person should uh, fill his mouth with Hashem's face and others enunciate the bracha properly. Say the words clearly, don't throw the brachas out, swallow up the words, say them clearly. They asked the following shayt. If somebody ate or he drank and he didn't make a bracha. Now, what's clear is that the, 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 uh, the shayt is, he's in the middle of eating and he realizes he's already started eating without a bracha. So, but he hasn't yet finished. What's it in? Can he now go and make a bracha? So, Amalahusi says to them, Somebody who's eating garlic and his breath smells. He should go and drink more, he should go and eat more garlic, Kadishi, Hirish, and even all this, his breath should smell even more. In other words, he's already done something bad enough, he's eating without a broth. If he should continue eating without a broth, of course he should make a broth. Omar Abin says Abin, Hilkov, therefore, Abin Gomas to Udasa, Yasuli, Voris. If that's the case, and Abin understood from that, he took it even further. They talk about what the Hilkov is, but the, even if you've com- completed your Suda, even if you've completed your Suda, and you're not going to eat any more, you should still make a broth or a showing on what you've already eaten. The Tanya is learnt in a brighter, Tobal Va'ola, if a person tables, and then he comes up from, from, uh, from Mikvah, Omeva Aliyotu, he should say when he comes out of the Mikvah, Baruch HaShek, and the Shonim, 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 So, so to here, after having eaten, you can make the broth. So the Gemara Velohi, but it's not a good comparison, there in the case of Tzvila, the reason why he makes the bracha afterwards is because the man is not, the person is not royed, he's not in a position to be able to make the bracha. According to Rashi, because, because most people who go to mikvah are Baalei Keri, and because of Tachanas Ezra, we learned earlier, in the third parak, Tachanas Ezra was such, that a person is not allowed to learn faith, not allowed to make brachas, when he is a Baal Keri. So therefore he's forced to make the bracha afterwards, and since the majority of people are ba- who go to mikvah are Baalei Keri, therefore they're mistaken that anyone, anyone who goes to mikvah, if you have to make a bracha, it should be after, afterwards. Tosus learns that we're talking about a ger. A ger understands that he cannot make the bracha before he goes to, uh, face the goy. And interestingly enough, they ask, in which case, what's the point of making the bracha afterwards? You're making a bracha on something which he did before he went to mikvah. The answer is, I think, and I can't remember why I saw this, but, uh, the answer is that as he comes out of the water, that, that's the actual, um, Tahara process. It's not going down. I think we may have talked about this in the past. As Rukhain Briska once asked, he was, he was, uh, he was once asked, I think, in a Shaila, what happens if a person goes into a Mekhmer with exact, with exactly 40 to off? And whilst he's underwater, somebody comes and takes a cup out of the water to drink. So when he, when he went down into the water, there was a, there was a, a proper sheet, there was a, a kosher mikvah. When he comes up, there isn't a kosher mikvah. So what do we go after when he goes down and when he comes out? So Rukhain says, it's a, it's, a tr- it's a trick question. He says, of course the mi- it works. Might ask him in if he comes out of the mikvah, or the mikvah is taken away from him. It's the same idea. Once you take some water out of that mikvah, for all intents and purposes, he has come out of the mikvah. He's no longer in a mikvah, he's now in a pool of water. So, it's the coming out of the mikvah which, which performs the tara. As he comes out, he becomes a juice. It's the last after. So they say, well, you're not making a broth on the action of the tefillah, you're making a broth on the result of the tefillah. That's the bit, that's basically, the, that's what we're saying here. It's not the dipping yourself in the mikvah. It's really the coming out, it's the result, that's what you're making a broth on. Our supporting toast says, therefore, again, obviously you cannot make the broth beforehand. So therefore, because of that, he makes it afterwards. And who are they? Because of the again, other people also, the same idea. That's what toast says over here. Toast is in stock and actually says, 
that it's only by a gaze you make the bracha before, and that's what this writer is talking about. But anyone else, really they should make the bracha afterwards. They talk about a nidah, a nidah, so it says, women who go to mikvah, because the nidah, they make the bracha afterwards, don't, you don't have to object. They've got what to rely upon, because it could be that agav, since the, the get doesn't do that, so the nidah can do it. I think the Gon was against that, and I don't think the Gon agrees with, with what is prevalent nowadays, is, uh, I believe the, the prevalent minag is, that a woman, she immerses herself in the mikvah, then she makes the bracha, and then she immerses herself a second time. Now, second time is really just a, so to speak, a minhaj, because once she's immersed herself, she's already, uh, she's already to hold it. So I don't think the Gon ag- agree with that, but that's, that's the basic idea. So, so, so you find this idea, sort of, that we, we, um, it, a similar sort of idea is by Al-Nasir When a person makes Al-Nasir Asadayim, when does he make it? Before or after washing his hands. He makes it after washing his hands. The reason being because if a person comes out of the bathroom and he washes his hands, he can't make the bracha before he washes his hands because he's just been into the bathroom. So since that's the case, sometimes he won't be able to make the bracha before, before washing, therefore they were mistaken that a person should always make the bracha after washing his hands. Again, Tosis and Pesachim adds to that that it really is that it has an element of Ovid Asiyasim anyway because he's still got to dry his hands. Nonetheless, despite the fact that the Gemara pushes away this comparison, as I said, the, the Rashba quotes the Ravid, again, it's a little unclear whether the Ravid is really, there's different versions of what the Ravid actually says, but um, saying that the, although the, the, uh, the proof is pushed away, the dinner Rabbin is still stands, that a person can still make a bracha after having eaten, even if it's completely finished. Nonetheless, we do not pass in that, it's passing in the Shulchan If you finish your meal and then you realise you forgot to make the bracha, it's too late. The Mishnah says, nonetheless, it's still best in order to cover the shit of the rivet. If you can, you should eat a little more. So you can make a bracha on what you're going to eat. So through that, you're covering the shit of the rivet, but you're still making a bracha on what you've eaten in the past. That's what the Mishnah suggests. But if you're not going to eat anything more, then definitely you do not make a bracha or rishayna, but of course, a bracha achrayna, you will make. Carries on the Gemara. Tony Rabban has been taught in a brighter. Asparagus. Now this asparagus is basically the, the way the, uh, the Oroch explains it, from Rav Haigon, is it's uh, cabbage, which has been uh, dipped, and I don't know exactly what they do with it, they make it into some sort of a common, I don't know exactly what they make it into, but it's, uh, it's made either using wine or beer. This asparagus, Yofelalev, it's good for the heart of the Tevlaimam, and it's good for the eyes. The Koshkin of Nimei and all the water, it's good for the, for the uh, digestive system, for the intestine. The Horatio is somebody who is accustomed to have it on a regular basis. You offer the whole kufa, it's good for the whole body. But if somebody becomes drunk from it, inebriated, kosher the whole kufa, it's bad for the whole body. Now, if you offer the lake, and the fact that it says that it's good for the heart, then we're talking about a wine based type of asparagus, because the wine based one is what's good for the heart. And yet we still talk the Choshkin of Nemei that it's, it's extremely good for the digestive system. But if we're talking about the wine-based asparagus, that's not true. Because, well, Sani Shuddha, we've learned in the writer, the large yoker, that, that for the wine-based one, it's good for the la, lamas ayin tof, stands for leis, the heart, ayin, the eyes, and tof is the tchel, the spleen, and the ramat koshan, for the reish men tof, for the roish, for the head, for the mem, the in the stomach, and the, the tof is pastonius, the hemorrhoids, it's bad. So what's going on? On the one hand, it says good for the heart and the eyes, that must be from that wine. And yes, it says it's good for the intestines, but we learn it's not. Answers the Gemara, Kitan um, Yahi, when that writer was taught that it says it's good for the intestines, the Yushan, we're talking about wine which is already aged three years. 
In the sound that we've learned in the Mishnah, in the Zorim, the person says, Kodam Yayim Sha'ani Tayim, I'm forbidding on myself any wine, to taste any wine, Sha'ayim Koshi Levinim Yayim, because wine is bad for the digestive system. Omera, that they say to him, Ba'alom Yoshin Yotet, people who hear him making that name, they say to him, but don't you know that wine which is age three years is good for you? Good for the stomach. Koshi Yotet would have been Yayim, it's good for the stomach. The shark, I can he keep quiet. Then we say, also, that Fadosh Umutsu Yoshan. He's forbidden to have new wine. The Bible says that God takes out these words because he's also forbidden to have wine which is aged a year. That's called Yain Yoshan. So what he's allowed to have is the Miyushan. The Umutsu Yoshan, he can have wine which is aged three years. So Shmami, no, you see from there that wine which is aged three years, that is good for the intestines. Khan has been taught in a writer. Shisha the wine never the asparagus. Six things I've said about this asparagus. Um, although it's going to list nine things we spoke about how to group them together to make it up to six. You drink it only when it's undiluted. Umole and a full cup of it. Those two things seem to go together. That's number one. You, you take it in your right hand. You receive it in your right hand. You drink with your left hand. That's number two. That goes together. That's number two. Now, where the last sort of grouping together, the gods is one thing we suggest is something slightly different. So... I'll just sort of leave it now, and we'll go through the rest of them. You shouldn't speak after it. They must speak, but you shouldn't interrupt drinking, and obviously you drink it all in one go. And you should only give it back to the person who gave it to you, because it's a sakon otherwise. And you should spit out after it. Any saliva which comes into your mouth, spit it out, because otherwise the person will become ill. And you should, the thing you eat after it should be something of the same species, the same kind of food. We're going to see this is talking about beer, because it can't be talking about wine. If it's talking about wine, what do you mean for minnow? There is only one thing that wine's made from, i.e. grapes. When we talk about raisin wine, but that's also grapes, isn't it? So, um, so it's all from grapes. What do you mean for minnow? And I might be talking about from beer. It's asparagus, which is based, it's, uh, it's based on, on beer. Now, beer can be made from dates, it can be made from figs, it can be made from barley, beer, beer can be made from uh, various things. So, um, that's what it means, that you should, if you want to eat something after it, say if it's a date bit, eat date. If it's a fig bit, eat fig. Now, the whole time you ask the Gemara of Rishul, you can learn from the bride, of a pot. Afterwards, you should eat it, you should follow it with bread, not the minnow. Ask the Gemara, no kasha, it's not a problem. Hob is the chamra, hob is the shifra. If you've had a wine-based asparagus, then you should follow it with bread. If you've had a beer-based asparagus, then you should follow it with whatever type of beer it was. Tony Chad has been taught by one Tana, the large offer that asparagus is good for the, as we said, leaf, the heart, eye in the, the, um, the eye and test and for the the sleeve. There are not kosher, and it's bad for the rosh, the rosh is rosh, is the head, then is the eye in the stomach, and top is pastonius for, for hemorrhoids. The Tani Yudah from the another bite is the complete opposite. There are not yofed, the large kosher, the other way around. Ask the Gemara, no kosher, it's not a problem. Hob is a chamra, hob is a shifra. Wine is good, that the first writer is talking about wine-based asparagus, which is good for the heart, eyes, and spleen, and the, uh, and bad for the other things, um, unless it's old wine, as we said, wine which is aged three, uh, three years, and the other writer is talking about, uh, beer-based, um, beer-based, um, uh, asparagus. Tony Khaz has been talking about writer, Rekhafar of Loka, that he spits out the saliva which comes into his mouth after drinking it, he's going to become ill. The Tani is in another writer, Lorekhafar of Loka, if he doesn't spit out afterwards, then he'll become ill. Lokash, it's not a kasha, but the Khan of the Shekha wants to talk about wine. With wine, you should not spit out, and with beer, as we learned from the writer earlier, which was talking about beer, you should spit out. 
Omar Rashi says, Rashi after the Omar Klerikach of Lekin, now that you've just said, if you don't spit out afterwards to become ill, name of Nizrokin Afikudu Kniyamerech, he should spit out the water, the, the saliva which comes into his mouth, even in front of the king, because it's dangerous. Omar Rishmo ben Elisha says, Rishmo ben Elisha, Shresha Dolan Sarsi, Suri El Tarakonim, three things I was told by Suri El Tarakonim, a certain um, celestial uh, sort of malach or something like that. You shouldn't take your clothes, literally your shirt, from the from the servant in the morning. Morning um, from from him, you should take it yourself. And as the prima goddess of the diet from Rashi, it sounds like even if nothing to do with the fact that the shamash hasn't washed the uh, navel after, nothing to do with that. The uh, tilbas, so you shouldn't take it from the shamash and put it on. You should take it yourself from where, wherever it is. The artist You shouldn't wash your hands by way of somebody who has not washed their hands. This is, as Isaiah puts it, the Hidra Akarat on it. If somebody's going to wash your hands for you, it should be somebody only, only somebody who's already washed his hands first. Um, and we spoke about, on that basis, we, we spoke about the Levian, whether they have to wash their hands before washing the Kernan's hands. We spoke about that. Uh, we spoke about the Tal, the Tal who wanted to say it's after with Negolata. It applies with, even with washing for a meal. Uh, but uh, Elio Rabba brings the whole who disagree with him. It's only then in Negolata. And uh, the other thing which the Morgan Avram points out is, since it's a din of the Hitzahatarasome, it's only the washing. That somebody else, somebody who hasn't washed their hands can bring you water for you to wash your own hands. And you should only return the, the empty couples after you've drunk their cyrus to the person who gave it to you. The Venetia talks to this. All these things are because of the um, sort of groups of uh, destructive demons. It's a group of destructive angels. Who are always on the wait for a person. They say, When a person comes to my hand, somebody who's done one of these things, he'll be trapped. It's a very, very dangerous thing to do. The angel of death told me the following three things. As we said, you shouldn't take your shirt from the hand of the servant in the morning and put it on, take it yourself. The artist of the mission and not the object allows somebody to wash your hands if he hasn't washed Nicola himself. The artist of the washing the shawl shirt, and don't stand in front of women when on the way back from uh, the buyer uh, accompanying the dead. Because I'm dancing uh, in front of them. The Chaibi, the Yogi, and I've got my sword in my hand. The Ishli Rashus, the and I've got permission to cause damage. The Ipon now, so ask the if you do meet the Malachalov, if you do meet the women coming back, my son comes, what should you do about it? So, Lishem is also other Amish, he should jump back from his place for Amish. He Ikonara, and if there's a river there, the Amish should go over the river to the other side. The Ikonara, and if there's another route he could take, leave the way she's gone a different route from the women. The Ikonara, there's a wall, Lekho, 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 stand behind the wall. The and if there isn't, they he doesn't have the opportunity, he can't do any of these things, then he has it, um, Then he should turn his face away. The uh, layman, he should say, Hashem and Asotan, and he should say the following parting, and Hashem said to the Sultan, Yikar Hashem Bukhar, Hashem should, uh, should have a go at you, the go, etc., as a forty minute until they pass, um, they pass by him. Continues on the Gemara, Omar Rabbi Zayd, Omar Rabbi Abu, the Omar Rabbi Zayd, Sam Seba Masnisa, Tanah Bistot and Abraisa. Asara Dvarim and Emru Bukhesha Baraka, there were ten things which were said about Akeshah Barakha. Number one, Ton Adot Ushtifa, it needs to be rinsed on the inside and outside. 
chai, it should be chai. Now, what this chai means, uh, undiluted wine, I'll speak more about that, that's Tashem soon. Umari, the cup should be full. Itur, the itur. You should, uh, a person should have itur, which means he should wrap himself in a talus or with a head, head covering on. Sorry, that, that's the itur. The itur means he should crown the cup. We'll see how you do that. The itur means we said wrap yourself. Notice that the other we should take it in his two hands, and notice that the other we should put it into his right hand. And hold it in his right hand. He should hold it up from the ground, the tepah, the notice in Enoch Boy and place his eyes on, on the cup. The Yishem and some say after Shagra of Nathan and Anshibeti, he should send it to his wife she, uh, as a present afterwards. She should drink from it as well. So the Gemara goes through, and before we go through, we only have four of them. What are those? Hazaka, Shtifa, Chayyumoni. And that's the way the Raman Pastors and Hilkas Prophets, he writes, those are the only four he brings. Hazaka, Shtifa, Chayyumoni. The Maisa, we hold that although, as Tosas, the Rosh, that I've been here to speak about, although these things, are, if you want the main things, but still we're Machmir for other things, certain things we're definitely Machmir for, at least for Chachila, and Lahalokha, all of them are brought in Shulchanor, except the Ithil, of crowning the cup. But even the crowning the Lomogon used to do. Again, it's not the Ikuva, it's not preventive of the Mitzvah, but, as many of them as we can do, we should seek to do. The Gemara now goes through one at a time. Tana. Hadokha means Mibiknin. You should clean the cup out, rinse it out on the inside. With Shtipa, Shtipa means Mibiknin, clean it on the outside. As the Mishnaburah says, you, can, you don't have to clean it with water, you can clean it with a cloth. As um, the Rishonim speak about, the uh, Toshim speaks about, it sounds like the reason why you have to clean it is because you've been using it during the meal, you've been dipping your bread in it, it's dirty. If the cup's clean, then strictly speaking, you don't have to clean it. Still, there's a mix to make it nice and really shiny and, and sort of really clean. But if it's really already like that, you've already cleaned it out beforehand, you've taken it out, not a sparkling, then strictly speaking, you don't have to, to, uh, to clean it in any way. Some people still, because there's probably Kabbalistic reasons in it, but strictly speaking, you don't have to do so. Anyone who makes a profit over a full cup of wine, they will give him as a, as a reward a nachalo, like a heritage, without any, without any bounties. Shenevan says, If you make the broth of Hashem, that's the way the Tashin is possible. With a full cup, basically he'll inherit the south and the, the, the west and the south. Otherwise you get a massive, you get a massive uh, inheritance. But the Yitzhi Bachanino Omer, he says, he'll merit to uh, a nachalo of two worlds. This world and the next world, as Tosha springs, because the word Yerisha, sorry, Yonazor and Yerosha, the, the Yud and the, the He at the beginning and the end are extra, could have just said Rosh, means to inherit. So the Yud is the, is the, the Gemara says, Menachem is the next the Olam Abol was created with, and the He of Hashem's name is this world was created with. So you see, it refers to these two worlds. We, 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 we added on a little bit to that, but uh, the Chazor Hashem, that will, that will suffice. And we spoke about the, whether Mole means it's got to be mamash full, sort of right to the top, as the Ramal puts the Ramal right, it should be Mole al full, it should be literally overflowing. But um, the Taz notes and the Mishabura brings it, that many people, they don't put it right to the top of the meniscus. And the, re- the reason the Taz says is because um, it'll spill. And if it spills, it's a waste of the wine, it's a design to the wine, and therefore it's better not to, some people, as a fact, it's not to right to the top. We spoke about Lahalofa, whether it should be, whether it's nothing, if you've got a tiny bit uh, missing there, as the, the Sharatir already knows from the Rosh we saw, in the Rabbeinu Tan, it sounds like it doesn't have to be full right to the top. 
We've spoken a little about that. So, there's, there's definitely justification not to fill it right to the top, and either way, it's definitely not to the Ikuba. In other words, if the cup is not filled right to the top, it's, as long as there's a rear there, you'll still be yoked there. It's your Kiddush, whether it's your Berk Samot, the Brocha, you know, Berk Samot, the coach, you'll definitely be yoked there. What is Itur? So, Rabbi Yehuda, Master of the Talmudim, Rabbi Yehuda, he would crown the Talmudim and have his Talmudim sitting around him when he made the Brocha on the coach. Rabbi Yehuda, Master of the Talmudim, he'd crown it with other cups. That's exactly what the Vilnagon used to do. He would have six little cups in a semicircle around the, well, the surrounding the, the Kiddush cup. That's how you do it when he made, when he made the Kiddush. He suggested why six, because it says, as soon as he brings, uh, brings the Yerushalmi, Nafkoli Tzavah Rotzen. Tzavah, how do you make it Tzavah? You make it Tzavah by putting other cups around. You fill it. You fill the space with cups. We said Tzavah can be read as Sheva. There should be seven cups. The Kiddush cup, Plus the six cups around. It can be the same day, the significance of that, the Shabbos plus the seven days, uh, six days of the week, etc. Uh, now, the next day, Omarach Hanan Ubachai, there's different here stories here. Because we've got, as we read it, Rabbi Hanan says it should be with undiluted wine, and Omarach Sheshach says Ubachai in the Bracha of Nozelachot. Now, what does that mean? Besides anything else, we've got a bit of a problem. Here we're saying that you should use undiluted wine. And earlier we've learned that even the Chachom Nogit to Rabbi Yezid, that when you're making a kosher bracha, you shouldn't use undiluted wine. This is Mitzvah and Amusa is undiluted wine. How do we reconcile these? So Rashi says, Rashi answers that um, what it means to say here is not that you make the bracha on undiluted wine. It means when you put it into the cup, it should be undiluted. It should be fresh wine. Or when you take it from the barrel, it should be the shame mitzvah. You should take it out of the barrel, the shame in the mitzvah. And uh, this idea we do, we do, uh, is actually brought down the halacha, that la you shouldn't pour the wine into the cup, although we don't have it, we have, all our wine is diluted, but you shouldn't pour it into the cup and then leave it and come back and make the kiddush or whatever you're doing afterwards. Pour it into the cup when you're ready to make the kiddush. It should be fresh. But there is a girsa which the rit has, and the Ramam seems to have as well. And that is, you take out these words, Omar Abi Khanan, Uba, and you just read like this, Chai. What is Chai? Omar Abi Sheshet, Az Berkata Oret. That's what it should say, Az Berkata Oret. In other words, and this is how you reconcile the contradiction, you keep it undiluted until you get to the Baruch of Nozelachot. Now, although there is a Ritva, I'm not sure if you mentioned this, the Ritva learns that the Dafka after Nozelachot, after the Baruch of Nozelachot, that's when you add the wine, that's when you add the water, sorry, you dilute it. But the, the, the majority seem to learn that no, when you start Nozelacha, at the beginning of Nozelacha, you should dilute it. So in other words, for the first bracha, learn the riff, uh, learn the riff, for the first bracha, it should be undiluted. And then in Nozelacha, you should dilute it to show the Shvach of Eretz Yisrael, the, the Rabbi Yonah explained that by adding the water, you bring out the, the, the you show how strong the wine of Eretz Yisrael is, it may need to be diluted, or because by adding the water, you bring out the beauty, the, the, the appreciation of the wine is brought out by, by adding the water. We spoke about the lessons from that, the significance of that, whatever the shot may be. But the Rabbi Yonah didn't like this idea. Because he said, how can you have for the first brotho, you've got a completely, virtually empty cup. Because the ratio when you dilute wine is one to three. So you've got three quarters of the, of the cup is empty. That doesn't make any sense. That can't be what the Gomorrah meant. So rather, and, and at the end of the day, the first brotho being made on, on undiluted wine doesn't make any sense. Rather, he says what it means is, uh, he brings, he brings, the shot is, and this is what, seems to be what the Ramam holds, that you do dilute it, but you don't dilute it fully. 
you leave a little bit more room for the water to be added, and that you add in Nodal Achot. So it's virtually molly, that's good enough. And since you're going to be adding the water afterwards, for Nodal Achot, that's fine. That's what the, 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 way, the way the Rabbah puts it, he says you, you add a bit of water before you start Nodal Achot. This is brought in Shulchan Aruch. Um, nonetheless, the remark says, in our place we don't do this, our wine doesn't need, it's not that strong, it doesn't need to be diluted, our wine's already diluted anyway. The basis it says, nonetheless, there's still an Indian in adding a bit, of, a bit of water to it, and therefore one should. Um, I don't think people do this nowadays, I've not seen it done. Um, some people pour a little bit of water into the bottle before they actually pour out the, uh, they, it, before they pour out into the cup. That's the closest we, uh, I've seen. So anyway, that's the, that's the, uh, the Indian of Chai. There is another shot to answer this, this, uh, theory about the Gemara says earlier you shouldn't make your R dilute, and here we think dilute is. Tosis gives a different shot, and it's also brought loud on And that is, him and also about diluted. Chai here means that the cup should be chai. Chai means that it should be complete. The cup shouldn't have any dents in it, shouldn't have any cracks in it, shouldn't have any, uh, breaks in it. Again, the Loshan of the Shulchan Aruch is, Yachter a person should look for such a cup. Now, that means that if you can't find such a cup, it's Nishkafer. As Rashad Asim says, as long as it doesn't have a hole in the bottom of the cup, if the cup can't hold the Revius, it's going to, without it dripping out, if you're not going to have a Revius in that cup, that's not a cup at all. As long as it can hold the Revius, it's a bit dented, or even if the, it's a bit broken, you still go out the various situations, at least the Diabra you could use that cup. If you've got no other cup, you could use that cup. Uh, one other we did talk about is can you use disposable cups for uh, Kiddush, let's say Kiddush, for facial Bracha, so the, um, the uh, Ramosha Feinstein says no, because he understands that's a Latin chai, at least you shouldn't, unless you've got no other cup. Other persons disagree with that. Next thing says the Gemara, what's Itur? So Rapopo Ma'ashiv the Yosif. Rapopo would wrap himself in his palace and he'd sit and bench like that. Rapopo would make Kiddush whatever he was doing. Rapopo would sudra al reshin. Whereas Rapopo, he would spread, um, he would spread, uh, sort of a, um, a, a sudo, a, 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 what's it called, a, a scarf over his head, some sort of head, um, not, sort of turban, I suppose, he put on his head uh, when he made the brothel, when he benched or whatever he was doing. Um, that is brought to the Mishnah Baruch. He says that, the Bach says, the Bach says that uh, Yereshamayim, Yereshamayim, when he benches, he puts on a hat, and many people even put on a jacket uh, for benching. We then said that he takes it in his two hands. Raise your hands up, and bless Hashem. And it says in the plural, Then you put it into your right hand. Um, before we go on, why do you put it in your right hand? The Talmud says, the reason why you take it in your two hands is because of Chavita, something to show that how beloved the Mitzvah is to you, you receive it with both hands. Then you put it in your right hand, to show it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, um, a burden that you need to hold with the two hands. You hold it with your stronger hand, i.e. your right hand. Um, Omer Abishio Barab, Omer Abishio Barab, Omer the earlier ones they are, Samal Maushet Sayyali Amin. Can you support the, um, it with your left hand? Do you have to hold it only in your right hand completely, or can you support it somehow with your left hand? 
So when Ravashi says Ravashi, Hovah Roshani Mibayu, since the Roshani has this as a question, Tosa says we come out of it, we come out on a very long benching, it's very difficult to hold. We said according to the Raman, we would see because it seems that the reason why you need to support it is because you're holding up a tepat, it's very hold, difficult to hold it like that. So can you use your left hand to help out? So we say since the Roshani have this question with the Isha, the and they didn't get an answer, Anan at Niyabe, the Khumra, top of Nanala from the Zayf, we go to Khumra and we do not support with the left hand. Now the Ramah goes very the Khumra, I think it was the Ramah who said, that you don't, um, you shouldn't even support your right hand with your left hand. But many disagree with that, and they say, all it means is you can't touch the cup. You're just not allowed to touch the cup with your left hand. Again, correction. Let me, let me just, just correct that. Other way round. The Ramah says, I think I may have said this wrong when we did it in the share, I'm not sure. So if I did, I'm correcting myself now. That, what the what 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 the remark sa- uh, the remark says that it's only if you touch it with your left hand you can't support the cup with your left hand as well but to put your left hand under your right hand that's perfectly fine the acharonim disagree with that and they say ideally you shouldn't do that keep your left hand out of it completely I think I may have said the opposite way round obviously there was a mistake but I think I may have said it the wrong way round there the remark and the others who disagree I think they said that the, you don't have to be so much I may have said it the wrong way round but that's the way round it's brought to the Mishnah Baruch the remark says that you can support, put your right hand, your left hand under your right hand, as long as you don't touch the cup, but our friends say, ideally, don't do that. Then we said, you, you should raise it up from the ground of Tepa, says the, I think it was the Tur, so everyone can see it. Otherwise, if you're sitting on the ground, you lift it from the ground of Tepa, if you're sitting on the table, you raise it from the table of Tepa. Where's the possible for this? I will raise up the cup of salvation of Hashem Hashem Ekra, and I will pull out in the name of Hashem. So I will raise it up. But if in Enoch, but then you place your eyes on it, that you won't have any hands to chadash, you won't, your mind won't be removed from it. Um, the Ramot understands that means you've got to be able to see the wine. So if he says, ideally, don't use a, a very narrow cup. The Athronians say, who says you've got to be able to see the wine? You've got to be able to see the cup. So therefore they say, yeah, if you can get a wider cup, maybe you should, but if not, don't worry about it. When Meshagra Lanche bases an asana, then you send it to your wife as an asana. Jehichit it is for his salvation. I did that is in order that your wife should be blessed. She should drink from the kosher bracha. Ula ikla rabbi Rav Nachman. Ula came to the house of Rav Nachman. Koresh riftah and he ate bread there. Boris riftah mazona and he benched riftah mazon. Yoav le kasa the riftah of Rav Nachman. And then he, he gave the kosher the kosher bracha. He gave it to Rav Nachman to drink. So Amalei Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said to him, Yishadir ma'ar kasa the riftah of the altar. Why you should send the cup, the kosher bracha, to Yalta, Yalta was the wife of Rav Nachman. So Omar Lehi, so Ullah said to him, Hochi Omar Rabbi Yechon, this is what Rabbi Yechon says, En pri vitno shel ish, misporech elem pri vitno shel, En pri vitno shel isha, misporech elem pri vitno shel ish. The fruit of the, the stomach, the womb of the, of the woman is blessed from that of the man. In other words, you drink it, and she'll be blessed through that. Shanaman says, Uvirach pri vitno chol, and he will bless the fruit of your stomach. Privit Nolo never didn't say the fruit of her stomach, and a Privit Nechot, your stomach. It's the man, not the woman. In other words, that through the man comes the brachot to the woman. If you think about it, that's the formation of a child is like that as well. It comes from the man, and the woman takes that, the sort of uh, the, the earliest, um, sort of the earliest stages, and develops, into, develops it into a child.
Tanin Ami Ochi says we learn this in a brighter Menayin. Rabbi Nossam Omer Rabbi Nossam says Menayin Shem Privet Mosh Shalishim is Borei Chalim Privet Mosh Shalish. Shneavad says Uviyach Privet Nachol Privet. No, they never didn't say her stomach and a Privet Nachol. Yours, the man. At the hockey at that point, Shoma Yalta Yalta heard what was going on. That Ula wasn't sending out the kosher bracha. So Kama Bizialo, she got up in a fury, but also the Bechamra, and she went to the to the wine cellar. The Tabra Dalit nailed Doni the Chamra. She broke four hundred barrels of wine. So Amr Rav Nachman said to Ula, please, please send her another cup of wine. So Shalak look, so Ula sent her another cup of wine, and he says, look, the all this wine, it doesn't matter what's in the original cup, all of this is the kosher barafa. So Shalak she sent back to him a message, from somebody who does the rounds, he goes around the whole time around the city, he gets the, gets the, uh, the news, the politics, He's all, he gets the words, he's got what to talk about. And from rank, you get life. In other words, don't try and uh, sort of cheat, uh, give me these cheap answers. I know what you, you're just trying to, what, what they call it, as I said, the shit, for, you know, pop me off, try to do away, yeah, yeah, it'll be alright, because just, just a woman, you, you wouldn't know. Just, I know full well what you're playing at here. La Loha, it's brought this idea to send the Krishna Baraka to one's wife. If you're a guest, and by the way, you give it to everyone else, everyone should drink from it. But um, if you're a guest somewhere, so this is where the, the uh, Mr. Broy, or the Shalatin, is not so sure whether you should send it to the wife, or whether you send it to the husband. Not as your host. Because do we pass in my Kula, just give it to the husband, and the woman will be blessed from, through that, or is Ulla coming to argue on the whole idea of sending it to one's wife? You don't need to send it to the wife because the husband drinks it. Nothing to do with a guest. In which case we don't pass in that because the bride says you should send it to the wife. So it seems it's a good thing to do therefore to send it to the wife. Good thing to do is send it to the wife. Especially if she's uh, anything like Yalta. I think it's a definitely, definitely a very good, uh, you'll save the host a lot of money um, if you send her to Koshal Brasa. Um, Omar Ravasi says Ravasi. A person should not speak over a kosher bracha. That means once the person has, um, strictly speaking, once he started uh, making the bracha, you shouldn't uh, speak. But the um, chatzchir, we say, you should be machmi, once he lifts up the coast, once he's already got the coast, you, really, you shouldn't speak. Till after benching, until after you've made the bracha on it, you shouldn't speak. Um, we say that that means not only the person who's making the zimmer, but also the person who is the people who are listening. Remember, in times gone by, they used to be yoked say, by um, the Mizanim would make the big tunnels for everyone. Uh, as it happens nowadays, we, we, nowadays we, we spoke about this, the fact in, in the Shulchan Aruch, says the reason why we don't do it nowadays, everyone ventures themselves, is because we don't really know how to be Machabic properly. But it's not really the absolute ideal, um, but therefore to be very careful that after the person makes them a Zuman, that you still want to be, to be yoked to Zimmon, it's not good enough to say the Baruch Shachar and Shlomo Tzvipayin and then everyone benches themselves. No. Gazir al Hashem Itim means you bench together. Therefore, at least for the first Baruch you should make sure to bench along, you let the, the Mazami, he should bench allow the first Baruch and they should bench along quietly, word by word with him. And then just at the end of the Baruch they should finish ahead of him so that they can answer on me. Those who want to go down to the Tashbat, the Tashbat says that uh, if you know that people will be able to be Mechalim, probably then warn everyone, at least for the first bracha, he should make the bracha for everyone. Again, I don't think we do that nowadays. Um, 
But uh, either way, if people don't understand Oshana Kodesh, then you definitely sh- really shouldn't uh, bench for them anyway. It's better that they bench all themselves. That is what to rely upon. We mentioned Shittas Rashi, but uh, better not. But um, anyway, since in times gone by, people, the first one would be benching for everyone. So therefore, the people have to be very careful not to speak, says Tosis. Because if they speak, then they're going to miss some of the benching. Now, if it's between one bracha and the next, so we said, Bediyavad, you're all right. Bediyavad, you're all right. Lahalokal, um, I mean, even if you speak amazing. The, the obvious or not is amazing, we said, but Bediyavad, you're all right. Um, in the middle of a bracha, though, you can run into problems, because if you speak in the middle of the bracha, then if the person himself, the, the person in the dummy stops in the middle as well, then you're all right. But if he continues on, then you've missed some of the bracha. And if it's a crucial part, part of the bracha, like the bris and Torah, like in Nodal of bris and Torah, then you're, you're in trouble. So if he hasn't yet finished the bracha, then we said that you can just, wherever you interrupt, where, wherever he got up to before you started speaking, you should just fill in from there yourself and catch him up. Or he can go back and say it for you. But if he's already finished the bracha, then you've got a problem. Because you are being yitzhi with his bracha, so in which case you've made the bracha, and you've skipped out certain bits. In which case you'd have to go back. You'd have to go back. You've got a problem, you'd have to go back. Where do you go back to? Whether you go back to the beginning of your bench, or whether you go back to that bracha, um, there's a bit of a shy um, we also spoke about if a person uh, stops in the middle, doesn't speak, but he just stops in the middle because he can't continue benching. He suddenly realises one of the children's got a dirty nappy, so he's got to stop until that's sorted out. And if it's enough time for him to have completed certain brothels, then he may, uh, he may end up with problems. For example, if let's say in the middle of, of Nogadokar, he uh, realises, he realises for owners he has to stop, he doesn't have a choice in that, so as opposed to stop, he just stops. If he has to stop for the amount of time that to save the whole of Nodelachal from beginning to end, then he'd have to repeat the bracha or go back to the beginning of Nodelachal. Um, if he stops in between brachas, in between one bracha and the next, enough time to have set the whole adventure from beginning to end, and you're talking, says the, uh, what's it, the Shalatian or the Be'alacha says, if you're talking, that means from this, the, from until Bani Racham of Rishonai Mavi, the right of brachas. So if you wait enough time to have be, be able to have said the whole thing, then it could be you'd have to go back to the beginning of benching. Again, the Bialofa, that's all the Morgan Avram says, the Bialofa is not, not so sure about that. These were the various uh, halofas we spoke about. Um, by the way, just before we go on, something just occurred to me here that I meant to say, with, with, with this story with uh, Uda and Abnathman in Yalta, um, it says that Uda came and he ate bread and he made bread for some altar. Yeah? And then he gave the Koshal Bracha of Nachman's drink, the Alta's drink, etc. From the Loshan of the Gemara, from the Loshan of the Gemara, it sounds like, it sounds a little like he was the only one who ate it. It doesn't say Korchi Ritzel, that they, they eat bread together. So, that's fine, it's still, we say, that even if, let's say, the wife didn't eat with them, Still, you should give the kosher bracha to the wife. That's perfectly fine. But what struck me is, if he was the only one eating bread, then why was he using a kosher bracha? Would this be a support to the shift of Rabbi Yechiel Miparis, who we spoke about on Friday, earlier today, who said that even if you're the only one eating, you're eating on your own, you should have a kosher bracha. You should bench over wine. It's not a riot. It's definitely not a riot, because you could say that really Rab Nachman Maybe Rav Nachman had already eaten and, and uh, he joined them. 
or maybe it's Labdachta, for a Rifta, it's not saying he was the only one eating. He'd obviously have to say that there somebody else eating with them as well, because otherwise you wouldn't have a Zim and you can't have men and women making up a Zim together. So you'd have to say that other people. But as in, the simple reading of the Gemara sounds a little like you just had a Rathman there and Ula. And possibly it could even be that Ula was the only one who ate. And yet there was a Kosher Baracha. Is that a support? As I said, it's not a Raya, but it definitely fits very nicely with the shift of, of Rabbi Nechia on the Paris. Continues on the Gemara. Um, furthermore, another thing Ravasi said is, We don't make a bracha over a kreshel puranus, so a cup of punishment. My kreshel puranus, what does that mean? It means a second cup. Some of you drink uh, even number of cups. He shouldn't bench. Because it says, prepare to meet your God. This person is definitely not in a state to be of hikon of uh, being prepared. In other words, what this means, the way the Roshanim explain it is, it's based on the Gemara in Stockholm, it says it's dangerous to have an even number of cups of drink. This person has, let's say, two cups of, of wine during the meal. So now, we're talking about somebody who's scared, because it's, it's, it's only dangerous for somebody who's actually a little superstitious of, of these Sarkonans. Uh, Therefore, so, since he's superstitious, He's going to be very nervous. He won't be able to concentrate properly on benching, and therefore he should not be the one to be mizamin to make the zimmer. Obviously, he has to bench. That's not what the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't mean to say he shouldn't bench. Says so, Rabbi so, Of course, he has to bench, but it means he shouldn't be the one to make the zimmer. Omer Rabbi Avo says Rabbi Avo, Rabbi Rabbi Masnisa, Tana, some say we're taught in a brayta. Ha'echan u'maharik, somebody who eats whilst in transit, the voyik mu'umat, he should bench whilst standing still. If he eats while standing, he should bench sitting down. If he's been eating, reclining, in other words, in a normal position, he should sit up and bench. With all of them, in all cases, he should sit up and bench. That whether you've been walking, whether you've been uh, standing, you should always sit down to bench, unless you're actually, you've been eating on a journey, and you've been walking as you've been eating. Then we don't require you to sit down because you won't be able to concentrate properly because you're too nervous. You want to get on and move on uh, in the middle of a journey. That means you've actually eaten though whilst you were walking. Not that you sat down and you're, you know, you've sat down to eat. You had enough time to sit down and eat. You've got enough time to bench as well, sitting down. Why is it? Why are we so mucked when it comes to benching? You should sit down. So Tosfos and the Rabbi Yehuda say because it's so lighter, and it's even more chomer than than uh, it's even more chomer than. Uh, then uh, Kriya Shema, this is Rabbi Nehru, because Kriya Shema, the Ikhra of Kriya Shema is any, is any Dravon. It's only the first line, maybe the first paragraph, which is the writer, where benching, the vast three out of the four brothers of the writer, therefore you should sit down, and the, the Mishabura says, Roy, you should really sit down, even for the fourth brothers, even though the fourth brothers are Dravon, but it goes after the rest of the Brick Tunnels. And we spoke about that a little bit, from the, the possible ride from the, from the Rabbi Nehru for that. Um, Le, when it comes to other brothers, so uh, let's say Alamichia, so we said if it's Alamichia on, on uh, Alamichia as opposed to Alapiris, that you should definitely sit down for. Uh, if it's Alapiris, there it's not so posh as, uh, based on the way the God understands the, the Rambam. It could be, it's not, the Rambam says you should sit, but it could be because the Rambam holds that, that Alamichia, Alapiris, all these brothers have the same dinner dimension with regards to the dinner. If you forgot to bench, you have to go back to your original spot. So, and that, not, ev- not everyone agrees with the Ramam with regards to Allah Peirus. So, the kits are for benching, for Samozan, for Allah Mishri, you have to sit down. 
But so, Alapeiros, maybe not, there's room to debate that, it's still better to sit down. For any brothers of these sorts, it's better to sit down. Uh, what goes without saying, though, Yerushalmi says it's forbidden for a person to be busy doing his work whilst making any brothers, even a broth of the Rabbon. That brings us to the end of this parak, Hadman Allah, in the Shlosh Shalshah Says the mission in the next parak. These are the following, the following six differences between Beishama and Bishilal when it comes to Hilfah Se'udah. Number one, Beishama and Bishama say, Mubarek al-Ayyem, Achakach, Mubarek al-Ayyem. When you make Kiddush on Shabbos, you first make the, uh, the, uh, the broth on the day, and then you make the Baruch Yad often on the wine. The other way around. First the Baruch Yad often, and then the broth on the day. You first wash your hands, and then you pour out the cup. No, you can have a cup of wine before you wash your hands, before you do the Tzidah and then you can wash your hands. Well, that's all we will be explaining the Gemara, uh, if we select what exactly is the basis for the Machlokas. Um, whether that second Machlokas we just had now, whether that's talking about Shabbos and Yosef, uh, to Machidosh, that's how um, the Rambam, uh, the Rambam and the, well, the Rambam would seem to learn like that, and it's absolutely uh, clear the rift does. It's definitely talking about Kiddush. On the other hand, Rashi seems to imply we're talking about even during the week, some. If a person, which we've learned from the sixth parak, I did have a cup of wine before the meal, um, it's whether you have to wash your hands for that. Um, that is a, uh, that's what Rashi seems to say. We'll speak about it more about that when we see it in the Gemara. Uh, next, the third Malkalikas is, you dry your hands off in a serious time, you dry your hands on the towel. When we need to then you put the towel on the table so you can use it during the meal to clean your hands and mouth. Your hands and mouth, yes. Yeah. You should put the towel on the chair, not on the table. Before benching, washing my mouth, you first clear, clear the floor, or clear the table of the, of the well, I'd say the crumbs, but it's going to be the larger piece of bread. The other caffeinated in the then you wash, you wash, uh, my macarinum. Whereas, you can first wash your hands, and you can see for clearing the house afterwards. If a person, um, is in a situation where he's only got one cup of wine on the soy shabbat, and, uh, he needs it both for both for and for havdadah, so he eats first, and then the order that he does things in, he first makes the broth on the nair, then he makes the samosan, then the basomim, and then the abdallah. Nair comes first, that's it, you get that immediate hanor, you see the light straight away. So then, the next thing you do is the benching, the benching you're ready to be and then the basomim, and then the abdallah. Once you've already done nair, you may as well do the basomim, because the basomim gets together with nair, the basomim is also to do with the Mosul Shabbos, because of the Neshavah Yisir, which has departed, and then, and then finally use use the after the end. The Shamayim, uh, the last one is the sixth one is the Shamayim and the and not on the life or the bestowment of, uh, which has been set aside for dead people, in other words, to give nice fragrance for the, for the maid, or to light candles around the maid. 
if it's after Nuts, maybe he could, but if it's before Nuts, which is really, that's the only problem here, is if he's doing the Kabbal Shabbos with the Kiddush, and it's not yet Nuts, so Shabbos hasn't yet come in until he makes Kiddush. So we spoke about the God seems to say possibly a person couldn't do that, what about women? Um, we saw that the Pshat of Rabbi Lozal, Moshe Horovitz, who wanted to suggest that even if you could do that, he wants to say you can do that, but he says still, you're going to bring in Shabbos before you actually drink the wine. You can't get away from that. No matter what order you do it in, whatever broth you make first, Shabbos is going to come in when you make the broth on the day. And you won't have drunk the wine yet first. So therefore it's better to make the broth on the day first. We said in Rashi, it doesn't seem that from Rashi that's the case, but I did see, I think it was from the Rashbal, from the Rashbal it seems that that shot is plausible. Say clearly, but it's plausible that that could fit with the Rashbal. I think it was the Rashbal at all. You first make a broth on the wine, then you make a broth on the day. Because the wine causes Kiddush to be said. In other words, if you don't have wine, you don't make Kiddush. So the Slach asks on that, you say, what do you mean? Of course you make Kiddush. Because so you don't have wine, that's the point to most days. It says there are bonos. You've got to feel their eyes to make Kiddush. So he says, we're talking about a case where a person's already doubled. If you're already doubled, you've already made Kiddush and doubling. So now the Chiyah is only there are we said that even without that, it could be what the Gemara means to say is that the wine is what causes the Kiddush ala to be said. If you don't have wine or bread, then after the bread, is, as Rashi says, is just in the face of the wine. So uh, if you don't have that, then you wouldn't be able to make the Chazal, the whole Tachon of Kiddush ala is because you've got wine. If you don't have wine, then you can't make Kiddush ala Yeah, you have to make Kiddush, but you wouldn't make Kiddush ala we don't have a shot you want, but that's the, the, uh, the basic idea. Dava after Bekasaya is to zero, Bekasaya may not to zero. The bracha of wine is more, you make that more often than you make the bracha on Shabbos or Yom Tov, and we have a klal, Tadi Vashin and Tadi Tadi Kodin. You always make, if you've got two brachas in front of you, two mitzvahs to perform, you perform first the one which is more regu- which comes more regularly. We learn that from the Korban Tomis, where it says, Milevato in Asabrika, Shalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
So it says the Gemara, Ibaitima, either you can say Kenavaskal, this statement, the Bible which says Halakha Gidibi Bisila was made before the Baskal came out and told us that Halakha always called it Bisila. The Ibaitima, or you can say, La'aqa Baskal. No, really, the statement was made after the Baskal. Top of the Baskal Madalas, Rabbi Yeshuahi. And the, this Tana, this Baisa, follows the idea of Rabbi Yeshua, as Tosus puts it. Not Rabbi Yeshua. It's not actually Rabbi Yeshua. He follows the idea of Rabbi Yeshua. So, Oma Imashkik and Vaskal, because Rabbi Yeshua says in Bob Metziah that we don't follow a Vaskal. Now, in Bob Metziah, says Tosus, it means we don't follow a Vaskal against the majority. Over here, they still are the majority over the Beis Shammai. So, if even Rabbi Yeshua would agree in this case, when you've got the Vaskal, they still are the of course we do follow the Vaskal, because they still is the majority. And that's why we pass in out of Yeshua and Bob Metziah, and yet we also pass in out of Yeshua in all cases. But um, what the time over here holds is that we don't follow the Bas Kol because the Shammai are sharper than the And that's why it's necessary to say that nonetheless, in this case, our offer is like the Um The Sobri, just one other point, before we go on, has pointed out the reason why when it comes to benching, we make the broth on the wine after benching, as opposed to that's a Kiddush Avdala where you make the broth at the beginning, is because it, with Kiddush Avdala you're planning to to start the drinking session. I make very few often, and then Hazala, straight Kiddush, means I'm going to eat or drink. In the case of Kiddush, you're actually going to have a whole meal, as the Rabbeinu Peretz puts it. But when you're making Breakfast Hamalton, the whole point of Breakfast Hamalton is you're finishing your meal. So it doesn't make sense to say very few often, then make Breakfast Hamalton, which means now I'm finished, and then to drink the wine. That doesn't make any sense. Continues on the Gemara. The Sobri Beishama and the Birkin Sayyem are default. Does Beishama really hold that the Rafa on the day is better than the then the it always comes before the broth on the wine. But Tani Bishul we learnt in a brighter. Hanekamas Lavita Mesoy Shabbos. Some of you come to Mesoy Shabbos to make up dollar in other words. Mavoy Kalagai Varamoy makes the broth first on the wine, then on the candle, Vala the Sol, then on the the spices. The other cast and at the end he makes half dollar. So you make half dollar at the end. That's the the broth through the day, the taking out of the day in that instance, and the broth on the wine came at the beginning. It's opposite of what you said in the Mishnah. With Kiddush. But the bride continues on, they make your Elohim effort. If you've only got one cup of wine, and you also have to make, uh, you also have to have uh, another malta, so what should he do? So, Menichal Achal Mozen, he should, uh, and if he has another malta, by the way, that means he's going to, he wants, he's going to want to venture a cake. And this is the actual proof of Rabbeinu Yechiel Miparit, he says, what's the problem? So, everyone should eat separately, then you won't have to venture their coat. Elamai, you see, even if you eat separately, you'll still have to have, you'll still have to bench over a face. That's his, that's his proof that even a yorkin, even a, a person eats on his own, and he benches, he should bench with a cup of wine. So therefore the problem is here, I'm going to have a meal, I'm going to have a lava mark, I'm going to need the coat. On the other hand, I've got to make up dollar, what do I do? I've only got one cup of wine, what do I do? So says the bride, what you do is, when you eat you leave it till after you've eaten. As Tosa says, wait a second, but I thought you're not allowed to eat before after On Tosa, in this case, since you don't have any choice in the matter, because you need to eat, you want to eat at least, and uh, you can't, and uh, you're going to need to bench over a coat, because despite all you need a coat, you need to bench over wine. So rather than making up on and then not being able to bench over a coat, in this instance, we allow you to eat before making up on That's what Tosa said. So the Nikola Akhavazan, so you need the cup till after you've eaten, and the Shashan will put an Akhavazan, then you make the Kasavazan, and then you take all the brothels after it. So you see, that, um, so you see, you make both come on the first, and then you make all the broths and half dollar. 
The Atahonim, well, the main point we want is from the ratio, we see the ratio, they said you first make a block on the Y and then you make up the other F. That's also what Bishara said in the Mishnah. He said first you make the Kiddush on the day and then you make the, 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 the block on the Y. Says the Gemara, how do you know this price is Beishama? Until the Beishama, maybe the price is Beishama. Beishama, you make a bracha first on the wine, then you make a bracha on the, on the, on the day. You bring in the day, you take out of the day. Says the Gemara, let's talk about No, we don't, you shouldn't think about that. Let's talk about it. We don't think so. The Ktonim of Achakasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasas
the more you can delay the Abdullah, the better. Put it right at the end. In order that it shouldn't look like a burden, you want to get rid of Shabbos as quickly as possible. The story of Shabbos, I think I wasn't too in our case. Ask it tomorrow. So you're saying this price is Shabbos. And therefore, if you've only got one cup, and I've got to have my little Malka, and I've got to make up dollar, what am I going to do? I've only got one cup. Does that mean to say that the Shammai holds that you need to, you have to bench over a coat? Is that really the case? You have to bench over a coat? Point to the Shammai. But what's the should we be learned to now, Mishnah? But the heavy iron after i If the wine comes to the end of the meal after they've finished eating, but before they've come off it, so the Shammai over the Shammai saying, what if I'm not careful what if I'm not you should, or you can make a, depending when you go out the rush, but the rush says you should make a broth on the wine, you have to drink during the meal, or according to us it means, when I say according to us, according to other Rishonim it means, you can make a broth on the wine, and then, you make a broth up, and then you bench. So the Gemara says, my love, then you think, he makes a broth on it, and he drinks from it, and therefore once he's drunk that cup, he won't have anything for, because I'm awesome, so you see the day shall may hold, that Pesach does not need to be made over a Pesach Baruch So the Gemara answers no, no. So the Mavorek Elabe, he makes the Baruch on it. Umamachle, then he puts it down. He makes the Baruch and then he puts it down. So the Gemara, what are you talking about? Bohomamar, Hamavorek Sarashi Yitzayim. If you make a Baruch on it, you have to, you can't make a Baruch, it's a Baruch of Asal, of course you have to taste something from it. So the Gemara answers the time there. Of course he has, he took something, but he tasted a little bit from it. Says the Rashbaugh, I think I may have misquoted this in the Shem, it was on this point the Rashi says, that's what the Gemara meant to say stop. And then he said, put it down. Of course the Gemara doesn't mean he just makes the broth up very off and then puts it down. It was a misunderstanding here. We saw that mess. He just literally puts it down. He makes very off and puts it down. So the Gemara says, what are you talking about? So the Gemara says, no, no, what I meant to say was, he doesn't drink the whole cup. He makes very off and takes a tiny bit and then puts it down. Ask the Gemara, oh, Mama, but you can't do that because surely you said, Tom, if you sip a bit of the wine, possibly you make it possible and then you can't use it anymore for a kosher broth. After the Gemara this time, maybe Yodhi, he just scoops out a little bit of the sand, and therefore he doesn't make it possible. After the Gemara of Ha'ama Ma'ar, the Shorty Ma'ar says, Kershaw Baruch HaTzorah Shiro. I thought you've only got enough for one cup here, which means you only have the Rebiyat. So once you scoop out a little bit with your hand, you no longer got a Rebiyat. And the Kershaw Baruch even if it doesn't have to be full, then it has to have a Rebiyat there. After the Gemara of Ha'ama Ma'ar, and you've now taken, you've downsized it Shiro. It doesn't have a Rebiyat anymore. Answer the Gemara, is an officially famous shiure? No. There was more than a shiure of There was more than a shiure of there. So when I take out my, let's say I had a hundred cc, so I took out a little bit, it's still enough for a, for a beer. Answer the Gemara, what it means, John, it's okay for Sonny, but I thought we learned there was only, and that, there was only that cup. Meaning, we assume that means there's only a beer. So the Gemara, no. Terele Havi. There was, there weren't two cups, there wasn't enough for two toasted shodrasa. But we had lotish. This cup had more than one revere. There's one big cup, let's say, which had, let's say, 100 cc in it, so I take out a little bit. There'll still be a revere there. So why does Beit Hillel say that that doesn't work? So now, at this stage, before we go, we're going to reject this in a second. But at this stage, the Gemara is saying that what the Shammai is saying is if, if you, at the end of the meal, wine comes, so, of course you need to keep the wine for the Kershaw Baruch, the Gemara is saying. But you're allowed to, and according to Rashba, you should, you should make for a Piyakofet, scoop out a little bit with your fingers, and drink that, and don't worry, there'll still be a Rebiyat there. And then you'll be able to eat that for the Kosh Shabrachah. So why do they still say you shouldn't do that? Leave it all for the Kosh Shabrachah. Why? Turn to Rashba, and the writer says, because 
that will, you'll still make it possible. Even if you take out with your fingers, or you pour out a little bit and turn out the cup, it'll still make it possible. Which is not lahalofa, we don't pass them like that, we pass them. If you pour out and turn out the cup, it's not possible. Unless you drink from it, it's not possible. The other answer that the, the, the Rosh book is this, because it won't be full anymore. And we want it to be a full cup. Says the Gemara, finally, says the Gemara, but still, well, Tani Rabbi Chia, when Rabbi Chia taught, they shame him, he says explicitly, they shame him, say, Mavorech alayayin, you make a broth on the wine, they shame him, and you drink it. The Athakat Mavorech break a tamotan, and afterwards you make break a tamotan. So it's clear, you drink the whole cup, not a little bit. So it's like, okay, you're right. And a trade tamotan, and I leave it to be shamai. There's two tamotan who have different tamotan as to what they shame him, say. In our Mishnah, and this Rabbi Chia, they both learn, as it sounds like, they shall might say that you should uh, you don't need to have a social broth for uh, for benching, therefore you don't have to worry about it, just bench, uh, just uh, have the wine before the meal, before you bench, sorry again, before you bench have the wine, according to the Rashba you have to, according to the other Rishayim it means you can have it, no problem. This brightly added at the top of the page holds which is Beishamai, holds you do need a social broth according to Beishamai. What's the last word on this? What do we pass it when it comes to benching? Do you need to bench over wine or do you not have to bench over wine? So we would need to know what the Beitila holds. See, if you hold that the Shammai are saying, the wine comes at the end of the meal, that's in our Mishnah. The Shammai are saying, no, you don't have to worry about, uh, uh, if you want to have the wine beforehand, you can. That's how many Rishonim learn. You can have it beforehand, you don't have to keep it with the Kosh Shabbat. Not like the bride at the top of the page. In which case, Beit Hillel are saying, no, you have to keep it for fetching. So you see the Beit Hillel all, you have to have a Kosh Abrocha. In which case, you have to have a Kosh Abrocha for fetching. The only question is then, is that even if one person benches on, on his own, why do you keep God in the So as we said, Rabbi Yechiel Mithalis learns that even if it's one person on his own, he needs a Kosh Abrocha for fetching. And if you've got two people eating together, they've got a bench separately, you have to have two kosher shabrach, one for each. That's the shit of Rabbi Yechi on the Paris. There's a medrash thought which says only if you've got three people, only if you've got a Muslim, then you have to have a kosher shabrach in line with the shit of Beitila. Because definitely then you have to have, that's definitely Beitila can't be talking about anything else, so by it will be talking about at least when you've got a Muslim. But not if you're a Yoshi. There's then the shit of the Rambam and the Rif, and the Rashi will say no. They say that they Shammai are saying the mission, not that if you want, you don't have to keep the wine till after benching, in which case they still are saying you have to. No, it's the other way around. They Shammai are saying since you haven't had a drink during the meal, the Tavata, you have to have it. You have to drink the wine now. Because you have to drink during the meal. And they still are coming along and say, no, you don't have to drink during the meal. There's no fear to drink during the meal. Not like I've been earlier than a bit. If you want, you can keep it for after, be- for after benching. So that, you can be mekayim, the mitzvah of making a kosher bracha. A chiyot, you don't have to have. You don't have. But it's a mitzvah nonetheless. And that's where the Ramam, I think the riff possibly as well, but definitely the Rashi, they seem to decide with that. So you've got a muscle like a And these three shittas are brought in Shulchan Aruch. The shitta of Rabbi Yechim Paris is a toxic side as well, who says even a yotik has to bench over a kosher bracha. You then got the shit of the Medrash, which says no, only if you've got a Mazuman, then you've got a Chiyot to bench over Kosh Abrocha, and then you've got the shit of the Rambam, who says no, it's a Mitzvah, but you don't have to. The Shulchan Aruch is not Machriya, which one to follow. The Bach and the Marashal say you should be Machmir, like the Gabiri Yechir of the Paris, that you should, even a Yofid, should bench over a Kosh. According to them, that means you should hold the Kosh in your hand. 
The minagot olam is not like that. The minagot olam is that one that a yochid generally we do not make a kosher brach unless we've got a mezuma. Even then, many people it doesn't seem that they, they do it al tchiyah. Many people do it. So it depends what you do normally. There's, there's no uh, there's no about this. Um, if a person wants to venture their kosher brach when he's uh, doing the achidus, then it is recommended he does not hold it in his hand. Things for Mogin Abraham, not like the bath, because of the Zayar and now these we say the one should not bench over a case Shabrach if you're, if you're doing it via Jesus. So therefore the way to, if you want to be Yenke, both Shittas, not to do it, and on the one hand, on the other hand, to be a case for the Shittas, Shittas that are being Yechiel, that one should, the way to do it is leave it on the table when you bench. And then you can make the very Pialgok and on it afterwards, and through that you've covered, sort of covered both Shittas. But as I said, the Minagot generally is not like that. Um, we mentioned one or two Nascaminas, and that is between what, what Shitty you're following, and that is on Shabbos, if, um, let's say, um, you're running into Mitzoy uh, Shabbos, and uh, you're benching on Mitzoy Shabbos, so should you, um, should you um, make Boi Pial Gopin and drink the cup or not? You're not allowed to drink the four dollars. So we said, if you're somebody who always benches over a coat, then you can do so here as well, because it's part of benching. If there's somebody who doesn't normally do it, just for some reason you want to do it today, then we say you shouldn't do it. Although the Tisepa Shabbos argues and he says you can, Morgan Abraham says you can't. That's how the Mishaburah seems to, seems to go. But if it's not yet actually Mitzvah Shabbos, it's been Ashmoshes, then the Mishaburah says you can be Mitzvah the Shit of the Tisepa Shabbos, and it's fine. You, if you want to, you can drink the wine there and then. Um, the one other point we spoke about a little about was um, this idea of Tarmo Pogma. If you taste the wine, you make it Pogma. Um, and that is Takel Alotha, if you drunk from the wine, it becomes Pogum. And the Chatzchili, you don't make Kiddush or Abdullah, or any Kosher Bracha over Yain, which is Pogum. Of course, if you want to drink, you have to make Rebbe Al-Gotham. It's just a dinner Kosher Bracha, you don't use Yain, which is Pogum. If you've got no other wine, then you do use the wine, which is Pogum. Um, but there are ways to depogmatize it, if you want. And that is, Tosis uh, mentions, based on the Yerushalmi, the Rosh mentions this, although the Marami Rothenberg doesn't necessarily agree with this. But, and the Rosh, the Rosh already here says it's not Muchach Raya, but they say you could just add a little bit of water to the wine. Add a little bit of water or any other drink for that matter, a bit of wine, that's the common way people do it, to the wine and that would be fine. If you're going to add water, by the way, you've got to be careful because if the wine has already been diluted enough and you add more water to it, it could be it'll lose the state of the wine, you can't make very proud of it. So you've got to be careful of that. But other than that, you can add a little bit of any other drink, you can add a little bit of wine to it. From the, from, the, from the bottle, which is not problem, and with that you depogmatize it. That's one way. The actual prevalent minagir is what we do is, we use the Shit and the as well, who doesn't like that idea, we also we add a little bit of wine to it, and then we pour it back into the bottle. Um, now, with this idea of pouring it back into the bottle, the mice it would work even if you didn't put anything into it. But the ever. Even if you didn't put anything into the cup of wine, which was Pogum, to start with, for the ever it would work to pour it back into the bottle. Just as we said, it's for the ever, you shouldn't really be doing that, because you're relying on Bissell. But since we're only doing it now to cover ourselves to the shift of the Maharani Rosenberg, therefore we do it the Chatzilah. In other words, once we've poured a little bit of wine into the cup, you pour from the bottle into the cup, according to the majority of Rishonim, you've now depogmatized the wine. Just we want to cover ourselves to the shift of the Maharani Rosenberg, so now even the Chatzil, we can pour it back into the bottle and rely on Bissel. Now if we're going to rely on Bissel, how does this work? There's actually three shittles. 
there are, we've got a shit which says, you have to make sure that in the bottle there is majority, there is more wine in the bottle than you have in the cup which you're pouring back into the bottle. You've got to rely on bitter. There is a completely opposing shit who says, no. Even if you have um, less wine there, as long as you pour it in slowly, bit by bit, then we say the rule of camel, camel, bottle. Each drop that comes in is bottle, because obviously you've got more than a drop in the bottle. So if let's say in your cup you've got uh, 50 cc of, of yarn, which is problem, and in your bottle you've only got 25. So it doesn't matter, as long as you don't pour in more than, let's say, uh, 24 milliliters in a go, do it bit by bit, and that 24 milliliters which goes in becomes bottle in the wine. Excuse the, excuse the pun, it's un, uh, unintended. But uh, it does become bottle. And then you pour in the next bit, that's called kama kama bottle. There is then a shift which is in between, which says, you need to have a majority of wine, and you pour it in slowly. That is the, um, yeah, that is the most stringent shit, actually. I think I may have said the other one was the other extreme. That is the most stringent shitter. Again, the three shitters is, one says as long as you've got majority, you've got more wine in the bottle than in the cup, that's fine. Then you don't have to work, that's fine, just do it like that. Another shitter says that it's not enough to have the majority. You have to have both majority and you have to pour it in slowly. And then there's a third shift which says, no, you don't have to have majority, just pour it in slowly. And the way the Mishaburah is, Mafriya is, that, is that we don't go all, all the way to the Qumra, as long as you've got the majority, you've got more wine in the bottle than, it, than is in the cup, that's good enough, you can pour in the wine as quickly as you want. So in practice, that is what we do. One last time, if you make Kiddush on a cup of wine, you don't, don't want to drink the whole thing, you've drunk Melo Lugma, but you don't want to waste it, you want it, somebody else wants to make Kiddush on it, but now it's Pogum, so you take from the bottle, you pour a little bit of wine into the cup, according to most Roshonim, you've now depogmatized it, now you take the wine and you pour it back into the bottle, just making sure that the bottle has more wine in there than is in the cup, and then it becomes bottle inside the bottle, and then you can pour it back into the cup and somebody can make Kiddush on it. If you don't have any more wine, then the best thing you can do, the Mishabura suggests, is pour from the... If you've got, let's say, a cup. Let's say I've got, I, I made Kiddush over a huge cup of wine, which has in it, um, I don't know, 200 cc. Uh, let's not exaggerate too much. 150 cc. Right? 150, it's not massive, that's a lot of cups to have that. 150 cc. And I drank the load of milk. And, um, but I hold by the smaller shifter of Rukhain Noyes, I drank the load of milk, no problem. But now the wine is pogum. I've got no more wine, so what do I do? And to add water, I can't add water because it's already been diluted too much. So some people put in a little bit of bread. It says Mishabura, that's not, I think Tura already says, no, no Makura, that doesn't help you for, for getting rid of the, the, the status of pogum. He says the best thing you can do is, like the next best, is pour it into another cup, into a smaller cup. By pouring it into a smaller cup, that's already somehow removed some sort, some of that for being pogged. Now, just as an aside, he says, I, let's say even if I pour it into a smaller cup, I don't have a cup which is small enough that so it should be, should fill the cup. In other words, my smaller cup is 100 cc. And now all I've got left is uh, 90 cc. So what you can do is, this is very interesting, as long as you've got a revere there, 
So what you can do is, to make the cup molly, you just stick something into the cup. You put it, he says, a piece of bread. Don't put too much bread in things, then it will ruin the wine. But put, you can put in a, I don't know, a stone even into the cup, put a marble into the cup, using displacement, that will raise the level of the wine. And through that, it will be molly. Have a very good Shabbos and a very good book.